0: All right, go for it. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy K stan and we're back with another freaky podcast. Less freaky, more serious. Uh, we got a we got an issue on our hands, guys. We got a this is a PSA from our brothers, man. We got a we got a problem that we got to discuss, man. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. Um, it's, it's, it's got to do with growing up and being a man. And, um, I guess this can be a little bit hypocritical or you could be skeptical of what I might say, uh, because being a man is a very, um, objective thing or a subjective thing. It's, it's not, it's something that changes, uh, based on circumstance who you are who is speaking um and things like that so we'll 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 get into that but how you guys been man it's been like a long long time i feel like it's been two months it's probably because it has been two months um it's been a while two months how's your 2018 going good That's good to hear it's really good to hear apparently it's been a long month for some uh for me just for me um like for me i feel like um this year has been it's been all right um i wouldn't say it's been super long but if you think about it you know it's only been 28 days it's been it's been 30 days like you know time didn't start moving it, it actually's gone by fast for me but i think it's more of like a if you're busy and you're doing things kind of thing so it's been very cold and i think a lot of the snow played into that, so we got a little bit, but not a lot. Um, so a major thing that happened to me: um, your boy was at work one day and he got a phone call uh, from the from the rental office. And anytime your boy gets a phone call from the rental office, it's never really good news. It's usually annoying. Um, so I get a call and they're like, "Hey, Kendall, um, just wanted to let you know, um, that uh." your apartment busted a pipe and it's leaking but we've got people in there right now they're gonna take a look at it and they're gonna handle it down and i'm like oh okay at first you know i knew that my apartment has had leaks before like what you know like rain leaks and it, it's not like a leak leak it's more like the ceiling will get wet or something um for like a small patch and you're like all right whatever they go in there they fix it we're all cool So I thought it was one of those deals. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, I'll get there when I get there. They're like, are you sure you don't want to get there and, you know, check things out? I'm like, eh, whatever, I'll get there. So uh, they called it like 3, then 4 o'clock rolled around, and I was like, eh, I kind of want to leave work. So I was like, hey, guys, the apartment company just said I got a leak. I got to go check things out. Um, Mind you, my parents had dropped one of my dogs off. Uh, They're they're running experiments with with the dogs separating two of them. We have two, Cinnamon and Champ. Uh, they're both miniature pinchers. One's like a straight up miniature pincher and the other's like a Yorkie, I think mixed with that. Um, so I had champ and he's skittish. Uh, so I had champ, the skittish one in my house, uncaged in an apartment complex that doesn't know I had a dog or didn't know I'd had a dog because I didn't, I, I just haven't had a dog. Um, so there's that. So not only that they enter my apartment. Uh, and then call me afterwards. So I'm like, okay. So now they're in there, and they now say I have a dog. The first thing that comes to my mind is, is not is any of my stuff damaged? Is are they gonna charge me two hundred dollars a month for having a dog? Uh, because that's what that's what they charge for animals. I don't think it's two hundred. I'm sizing, but I think it came out to like three hundred a year. It's like fifty bucks or something. Um, and your boy is cheapo cheap. So fifty dollars could make or break this Titanic baby. Um, not really, but kinda. Um, See <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, oh man, they got my dog. And he's running around there crazy. So I pull up to the spot and of course they got people in here. Oh actually, I don't think anybody was in here when I came in. and I opened this I opened this door. Oh my goodness man, it was terrible. So when I open the door and I put my foot on the carpet, you hear splashes. That's not normal. It's like when you put your foot down and you hear like a splash, like you stepped in the puddle. It's very real and just you're like, whoa, what just, what's going on here? I look at all the walls. The walls are darkened, wet. So my paint is like light tan. It looked like a wet paper bag, wet brown paper bag. I was like, yo, this is wild. And they're going to have to fix this. Uh, and the only thing that was damaged actually was my sofa. It only had a pillow cushion. It was just soaked in water the rest was just kind of on the walls and stuff so um while they were handling that they were like okay uh you know just uh contact your renter's insurance and um they'll have you put in a hotel and they'll reimburse you and we'll go ahead and get this cleaned up as fast as possible so all this is happening and your boy is like oh um I don't have rent insurance <laughs> and it's not, I know you're just supposed to have rent insurance and it's not that I just, you know, I was like, I'm not going to get rent insurance because it's like $10 a month or $15 a month. It's not expensive. Um, it's just that I just didn't, um, you know, it just never really came up. So I just, it just didn't. I don't really, I'm the kind of guy that if I don't need to be bothered with something, I don't bother with it. So like the rental office, they don't hear from me unless I need something you know stuff like that so it just never came up and um so yeah i was like um they kept calling they were like hey so did you figure out if uh if they were able to get you a hotel and i was like well um they're not gonna be able to do it and then i called them the next day i was like hey um they're not gonna be able to do it because i don't have them so (laughs) and it's in the contract for this apartment to have them so i'm like all right whatever uh, and they were actually nicer than I thought they'd be about it. They were like, okay, well, we got this unit over here. Uh, you can stay in there. Uh, w- you know, we'll have to keep things going or whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. I still don't think I should be paying rent, even though, y- you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like they cost you with your pants down. So even though they were doing wrong or, you know, their, their apartments was messed up. I didn't have renters insurance and they were helping me out so it's not like I can I don't have any room for negotiation there so they moved me into this two bedroom nice it's got a garage which I always wanted it had a nice view I was like yo I kind of want to stay here um and like one of the first few nights that I was in that joint of course it's just me on my mattress and that's on the floor and brought my TV and stuff I'm staying in there um one of the first few nights I was in there I got sick like my skin felt weak and I texted this group chat and I was like yo Y'all ever have that feeling where like your skin feels weak, and of course everybody's like, nah, "I don't know what you're talking about," um, and I should have knew. So like as soon as my skin started feeling weak, it, it, my temperature started fluctuating. So I could never get the I could never get the the temperature of the apartment correct. I always thought it was too cold or like blazing hot for one second, and I thought it was just that it was a new apartment. Turns out your boy had a fever. Woke up at like two in the morning. And went to the bathroom, and it was a bad scene. It was a bad scene. And being all by yourself in an apartment that you're not supposed like not, not supposed to be in, but no one knows that you're in, was like a scary thought, man. I was like, yo, if I pass out, like if I die in here, if I pass out in here, no one's going to know for like a couple of days, and they're not going to know who I am. Because I was, your boy was butt naked on that toilet, man. I was like, yo, this going to be a bad scene. And my phone was across the room, and I was like, I can't go over there. It was just bad. Um, So anyway, I was done with that the next day. So I guess, I wouldn't call it the flu, because I was literally done with it in a day. So I don't think you get over the flu in a day. But maybe I do. I'm kind of like a Superman or whatever, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So yeah, that kind of happened. And then, uh, you know, I just kind of lived there for two weeks, and that got old. Um, really quick because after a while you start missing your things and your bed being at a normal person's level and all the non-food that you have in your refrigerator being there Uh, so I started to miss all that and uh, eventually they finished the place they were like hey Kendall um so we're gonna have you out of that place and back into yours uh, and we're looking to have it done by Monday but the place that you're in, we're renting it out on Wednesday. So we're going to need you out of there. I'm like, yo, y'all couldn't have gave yourselves a bumper. Like, you're going to rush through my apartment just so you can do I'm like, yo, come on. And at, at this point, I'm just the kind of guy that's like, let's just get it over with. I don't want to talk to you people. Let's just move on. So eventually they ended up doing that. And, you know, I'm back home. Home sweet home, just like my floor mat says. And I'm not happy, but I'm here. And it's good to be back. Um, uh, but yeah, well, so it, your boy's been through some trials and of course all that came at the best time because now it's time for your boy to renew. So imagine sitting in some empty apartment and, uh, they were like, Hey, uh, do you want to renew? And I'm kind of like, mm, I'll get back to you on that. So still balancing that. Um, I saw a post on Instagram that says melanated JWs always want to go to Georgia or North Carolina. Like it's going to solve their problems. And it kind of struck me because I was like, yo, I kind of do want to see what's up in Atlanta. But I was like, oh, they're already hip and I can't do that. So I guess I'll see the peaches later. Um, So I've talked for 10 minutes about my life, which for all three of you who are listening are probably not interested in that much. So what are we here to talk about? i go and adjust my seat here and... Uh, <sighs> So, This is going to sound like Father Kendall Or Dad K-Stan some, some some people from my area Used to call me a dad Because I I just have that kind of demeanor Of area This is how it's going to be This is what it is And you know Kind of thing And we're going to We're going to jump into that For a second man I, I, I got to talk to my brothers My young Brothers My young single brothers And even married I'm sure you guys have Experienced this too I feel like Uh, young men not only in the world but especially in the truth um, and especially in metropolitan areas are not growing and when I say not growing I mean not maturing and turning into grown men Um, it's just not happening at the same rate that it would uh, back in our parents day obviously there's different times everything depends on circumstance so what am I talking about? I'm talking about uh, as far as being a grown man, as far as taking care of yourself and uh, knowing what's what's right and wrong and uh, just getting out in the world and uh, being yourself, taking care of yourself, being your own person um, away from mom and dad. Uh, and I felt like it's just not happening at the same rate. Um, it, it came up in a group chat that I'm in. Uh, discussion of brothers getting ready to, to leave one job and go to another uh he's excited um and and i'm i'm all for that uh, of course that's a, a great time uh you know when, you, when you're leaving one job and going to another you're supposed to be upgrading right so uh he starts to talk and he mentions a job that is pretty lateral with the job that he's working now the job that he's working isn't bad but it's not good um and when i say not good i don't mean not good like it's not something that you would want to do it's just that you probably can't support yourself you probably can't live on your own with that job not in that area not in the metropolitan area that we all circulate and circumvent you can't do it uh and it's an hourly job it pays well for an hourly job But it's an hourly job. So I'm like, hey, while you have this opportunity and you still work there and you're still bringing in money, what you should do is either one, get a a trade because trades make actual money. Or two, aim for a job that pays uh, salary. So when you become a grown man, when you're 23, 24, 25, and you're supposed to be doing for yourself, you shouldn't be looking to hourly pay unless if you're working full time. If someone says hourly, you need to walk away unless they're talking about like 40-50. If that's the type of work that you do, understandable. But I feel like we get in 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 these metropolitan areas, we get caught up in this baby cycle or, or this this baby phase. Kind of goes back to the movie Baby, Baby Boy. Um we we, we live with our parents for so long and you know, we've been doing for ourselves for so long that we feel like we're grown in our parents' home, um, and even if you're paying rent, you still feel like you're grown in your parents' home. But it's it's not quite the same. Um, and when I say it's not quite the same, I'm not saying it is somebody who's been doing it forever. I've only done it for a few months now. Um, I'm saying it's not quite the same. Is that you may be paying rent for your parents, but you're still under their rules. So you're not necessarily a grown man in their eyes. To them, you're grown and you're, you can do what you want to do. But if you come barging at 4 a.m., they're going to have something to say because it's their home. Therefore, you're not you don't have the liberty to do everything and anything you want to do. But as a grown man, that's what a grown man does. They can do what they want to do when they want to do it because there's no one there to stop them because they're living their life. Um, and I think we're we're stuck in that phase just because it's in, in the area that uh, the metropolitan areas that we live in It costs so much to move out. A base apartment in these areas is $1,400. That's one bedroom. It's $1,400 And this I'm, I'm talking about if you don't want to live in the dump And I'm not talking about if you want to live in an expensive nice place I'm just saying that you don't want to be in a dump and you want to be in the middle somewhere If you want to be in a dump, that's 1100 That's not cheap for most people uh, to be making, to be living in that that kind of environment, you need to be making like forty thousand dollars at minimum if you want to even pay or a thousand a month. That's and you have to have no kind of bills. You can only have a car note and the basics. You better not have no school loans, nothing like that. You, you it's just it's really tough in these areas. Um, and I say that as a person who's had a few different uh web design jobs, and they all paid very well uh, to certain extents. They, they, they paid well for a person that was sitting at home, but they didn't pay well enough for me to live on my own, uh, which kind of made me think, how am I working this job? And I'm working this job with grown adults, and I'm not able to live on my own. That either means, one, I'm getting underpaid, or two, I'm not doing something right. Turns out I wasn't doing either. I was underselling myself. And then I wasn't managing my money properly and I just didn't try. Uh, So my last job, I was actually let go from Uh, the company. I was doing fine, um, but the company had lost this major contract and unfortunately they had to, they had two web designers and they let me go since I was the the youngest of the two. The other had been there for many, many years Um, and they gave me some money to go and I was like, all right, whatever. I want to do my own thing. Um, and it actually took me four months to find another job. But when I was looking for a job, I made sure that this next job, I took the opportunity to make sure the next job would pay me enough to take care of myself on my own. Um, because when you're freed from a job, it's like a football contract. You're in this contract and you're working for your company and you kind of feel like, oh, I don't want to leave because they've hired me and I got to be there for so-and-so amount so it doesn't look bad on my resume, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then one day you realize it's coming to an end or it's over. So you realize, okay, in a few months, they're going to let me go. Uh, one second. In a few months, they're going to let me go. Actually, let me pause this. So, yeah, I just uh, let my boy Kelton in. Kelton, say hello. Yo! That is Kelton. He uh, showed up at almost 11 o'clock. But that's kind of what we do here in though. <laughs> so, yeah. So I lost my job. Um... I went to find another one and I made sure this one would pay enough to, for me to be on my own. It's like a football contract. Once you're out of it, you're free, you're a free agent. You're able to do whatever you want to do. So if you tell people I'm worth five or $50 million for five years, and that's what I want. And I'm not taking no less. And you know, you might not be worth that. One of these days, someone's going to walk up to you and be like, Hey, I think you're worth 40 million for four years. And you're like, Hey, eh, that's pretty good. That's, triple or double what I was making last time that's cool and that's enough for me to do what I got to do so what I'm basically saying is if you set a goal and you aim high even if you miss it you're still pretty close and you're better off than where you were so when you're freed from a job you should always aim super high enough where you especially as a grown man if you're in that 22 to 27 age and you're still at home uh you 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 gotta start realizing that your next job should be the job that you have till you're thirty. The next job should be the job that you have when you're a grown man, you're settled, and no one can question you. So when you when you do that, you gotta you gotta aim aim high, aim appropriately. Don't stand there looking all weird, Kelvin. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what you, you gotta do that. And I also feel that, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel. That there's a certain age where it just becomes uh it's, it's as one brother put it a head scratcher to still be at home uh, with your parents and for me it's the number's always been like 25. if you're 25 and at home you gotta have a good reason now that reason could be taking care of your folks or an elderly person or you know you're helping maintain the bills it's just you and your mom uh, there's circumstances to everything i understand but for most people at the age of 25, if there's nothing holding you back, if your father's in the picture and your mother's in the picture and everybody's good, even if it's just your mother or your father, and they're good on their own, and you're not taking care of anybody realistically, people will start to question why haven't you left yet? Um, and you have to have a really good reason. So if you don't have any of the reasons above, people will label you as what? You will be a loser, okay? And people, and this is a gradual process, Uh, No one just at the age of 25 says he's a loser because he hasn't left yet. It's gradual. So the older you get, so 22, they're like, eh, he's still young. 23, they're like, okay, you know, what's going on? 24, they're like, okay, let's do something. We're going to see if something happens. By the age of 25, you're like grown, grown, and people are going to be expecting you to do what you got to do. So if you're still at home, people are going to be like, oh, this is a loser. And I think people are afraid to label people winners and losers. uh, And I think that's how this guy's getting undressed in here. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think that's also how we got in this predicament of uh young men, young brothers not growing up. Everyone is uh is okay in this middle ground. We have people us, around us telling us as long as you're serving Jehovah, uh everything is good, everything is kosher. Which is true, but it's not. Like I can be 30 years old in my parents' home serving Jehovah and making all my meetings if I'm not pioneering and I'm working full time and I'm 30 years old in my parents home, you're going to be like, what's wrong with him? So there's be careful that chair is weak. <laughs> um, I have I had four chairs when I moved in here. Now I have two. So we're just trying to keep those together. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just feel like at a certain point, we have to start holding ourselves accountable. We can't all be winners. We can't all have participation trophies um there are points in your life where you will be considered a loser um when i was 21 i was looking to move out i didn't have the money to i had a full-time job and it was paying all right but again in a metropolitan area the cost of living is way higher so i didn't you know i was working out i was like oh man i gotta do this so i was beating myself up for about two three years trying to move out and in my head i'm like you can't be a loser and that fear of becoming a loser or a failure is what helps push you into greater things and I feel like when people are like, okay, uh, I'm going from this $12 an hour job to a $15 an hour job, they're like, oh, that's really good. $15 an hour is not going to pay your bills, man. It's, it, it's a grown man. It's not going to pay your bills. So if you're congratulating someone on that, you're handing them a participation trophy. You're actually holding them back. They're not going to be able to progress because the people around them are telling them that they're doing okay and what they're doing is good. You know, I understand that as Jehovah's people, we all the our jobs are an ends to a meet. Our jobs are to help us to survive, so that we can serve Jehovah. Serving Jehovah is our number one purpose. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to 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 care for yourself. Jehovah's Witnesses are not mama's boys. Kelton is a thumbs up, thumbs up in the back. He moved out at the age of 21, 20. So he's, he's a, he's big balling down here in Seaville. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're not mama's boys. We're not losers. And I, I just want my brothers to understand that there are winners and losers in this world. And we each know this. There are people that we poke fun of, even in our, even on our friend circle That Oh, he's still working that bummy job. Oh, he's in and out of jobs and he's doing this, that, and ha ha. Ask yourself, are you doing any better if you haven't progressed or taken care of yourself? Or are you better than the person who's going in and out of jobs or not attending meetings? Or you you, you say he's not a man, he's still acting like a boy. And you're doing the same thing. Um, and I mentioned something and one of the brothers took it, I guess, in a way that wasn't, uh, wasn't kind. I said two things. I said one thing that there are situations where their parents put you in that lets you know that, hey, it's time to go. So your parents are sending signals. Um, One instance is when you turn 20 or 21, your parents are like, hey, uh, look at these two bedrooms that me and your mom are looking at. Isn't that nice? One day we'll do that. That's, that's, uh, That's sugar coated. Like if it's a cake, that's a cake that they're handing you. And in the middle of the cake, it's telling you to leave. Not like leave, but it's telling you that it's time for you to go do, don't do your own thing. Me and your mom want to do something. And that's, that's what happened to me. So if your parents are looking to move and you're at that age where you can start to provide for yourself, if your parents are looking to move, they're probably not including you in their plans to move. And that's on purpose. It happened to my boy Kelton. He's saying that's what happened to him. His parents lived in Charlottesville or around Charlottesville. They're now in another state. Right after uh, their kids grew up and moved out because they have their own lives to live. Uh, So there are signs that your parents are going to throw at you that, hey, it's time for you to mature. You got to be able to look around you and see the circumstances and understand that, hey, your parents may not be the type of people to be like, look, you loser. It's time for you to provide for yourself and get out of here. Eventually they will. But at first it starts out as. This is what we're trying to do. What do you think about this? Oh, this doesn't include you. <laughs> and it's a joke, but they're, they're serious. To every joke, there's a little bit of truth in it. And the other thing was a very good measurement of someone being a man is a woman. Whoa, that's crazy. Kendall, that doesn't make any sense. Listen, hear me out here. Hear me out here. All right. If you tell, your, if you tell people that you're humble... What does that mean? It probably means you're not humble. Humble people don't run around telling people they're humble because that's one of those things that people have to pin on you. You can't give yourself this own your own badge of being humble. Someone else has to hand that to you. It's the same with being, it's the same with being a man. I can walk around and beat my chest all day and say, oh, I'm a man. But until someone else or other people around me recognize me as a man. I am not one. So if I'm if if someone asks me if I'm a grown man, the best I can say is I think so. Do you think I am? And then wait for their response. And if they have reasonable, uh, a reasonable rebuttal, then we can talk it out. But until the the common consensus is the law. And this works especially for sisters, for brothers. If you think about it. Ask a sister if you're a man, she will most likely tell you straight up if you're a man or not, because they have this innate ability to find men, real grown men. They're not purpose in life, but what they want to do as women is find a provider or a real man. They want to find a real mate. And what do they look for? They look for someone who they know is going to protect them. They look for someone who they know is going to provide for them. They look for someone who they know is going to stand up for them. And they look for someone who they know is going to lead. Do you do any of those things? Can you say that you do all those things at home? That's why a lot of people, um, when you're dating at home, if you don't have a plan to to exit the home, people start looking at you funny because you can't, your wife's not going to look at you as a provider. She's not going to have respect for you. If you two are married and your parents Uh, basement you know not to mention you're what are you what are you gonna do when you're trying to get the yeah? you're gonna wait until your parents leave and then you're gonna get the yeah? that's what kids do which means you're not a man so that's what i'm saying you see how it makes sense women they can kind of tell who is and who isn't and they're very straightforward in saying you are not one yet so ask a woman around you hey am i a grown man be straight up with me or ask a sister that you don't know well. She'll probably tell you no until you tell her what you're about, and then she might change her mind. You, 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 you got to understand, man. These sisters are the key. Men and women, we work hand in hand, and we help uh, each other to grow. Uh, a woman can say that she's a grown woman, and the only people that can really tell her that are one other woman and two other men. It's Again, you can't be your own judge. What do you got to say, Kelton? My man, Kelton, has something to say here. Got he, he's got say. a lot of opinions. So. He has something
1: to say about both of those things. First one, about the first tap that you had. So you were talking about how people, when they want to move out, right? Yeah. Your first point was?
0: I forgot. I talk a lot.
1: You forgot? Yeah, he talks a lot. <laughs> said, I tell you, he's trying to talk without breathing. But when your parents give you those kind of things, when they start talking to you, they're like, oh, okay, you know, and they start looking at things. Yeah. Honestly, My parents moved out before I did. They sold the house. I was staying with friends for three weeks.
0: Huh. So that that was that was their move.
1: That was their move. That's that's the key. Like, okay. Put it on you. It's time to go. (laughs) We're leaving. There's no house here. So you should probably find somewhere to stay. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So that's with the first one. With the second one, it's true that people will. Tell you those kinds of things. But I think a lot of times, even without asking them, people will start making statements that sound different about you. So, Mm, for instance, they might say, You're really growing up. They might say something like this. If they say, Wow, you really have grown up, okay, this means that you're right there, means you're on the cusp, or you've already made it there. Like, okay, when people start treating you differently, when they're talking to you, they talk to you differently, like they respect you as a peer. That's what you want.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what you want. That's when you know you've actually made it. Because exactly. you might ask somebody, and be like, do you think I'm a grown man? They're like, mm,
0: mm. I don't know. Like, why are you asking that and they question? they might say yes. To they might say that, yes. Uh-huh. The trophy. They Correct. They might give you that participation trophy. and be Like, yo, you're grown. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people like baby. But
1: it's not real. Yeah. What, what's real is when people start treating you like they treat other people that you know for sure are grown men. So if exactly. you see the elders in your congregation and how they treat other elders in their congregation, if they start treating you like that,
0: you know you're there.
1: That's where you made
0: it. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, it, it, we, me, me and Kelton have these conversations a lot. Uh, it just, it, it's a lot of thought that goes into it, but, you know, it's one of those things where times have changed uh, and circumstances always play into the part, but at some point we got to stop making excuses uh, for ourselves as young men. We have to move forward. We have to decide, are we going to be the millennials that everyone thinks we are? Which, of course, everyone's going to do that to the next generation. But are we playing into that stereotype? Our parents were moving out at 18 and 21. They could do that because their rent was like $500 and they could work at Walmart and do that. We don't live in that area. There's not that many jobs. The jobs that we do have don't pay as well. But are we still going to let that stand in our way? Are we going to use that as a crutch to not move forward? There are people out there who are doing it. Uh, the people who aren't doing it are the ones that are making excuses for themselves. So that's all I'm saying. Um, thank you guys for listening. I know this has been a rant. Um, I hope I, well, I'm not going to say I hope I didn't offend anybody because at some point you you got to offend people to get to, to where you got to get. Um, I'm still working on tact. Um, so... I'm imperfect. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, you'll hear me. You'll hear from me again when you hear from me again. Peace out.